all who come to our happy place. Welcome to the No Guilt Disney podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. And we're really three this time. Woo, it's I been know. A while. <laughs> At least it's not an awkward opening where we're like stumbling over it and we're like, who goes now? <laughs> I don't know. But Teresa, you like hold the, the, the podcast together. So we you were definitely missed last time. Well, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Teresa and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. Hey, y'all, I'm Patty Holiday uh, from the No Guilt Universe, which is noguiltdisney.com, noguiltfangirl.com, and noguiltlife.com, as well as a couple of other little side things that I do as well. Um, you can find me on all socials at noguiltlife. And uh, we've got a little news recapping. It's been a while since we've done one of these. There's a lot of stuff that has kind of fallen out and come out to to, you know, it's easy to miss a lot of it. So we, we tried to source together what we could, and we're going to try to hit you up with some of the, the big stuff that you might have missed and that you might want to know uh, here in the next couple of weeks, how it may matter to you and your Disney traveling or vacation planning or wine and dine running. Because yes, we are going to talk about Run Disney as always. Um, <laughs> I don't, Is there ever a podcast that we haven't talked about, Run Disney? Because, I mean, even in the bathroom podcast, I'm sure it started off with the whole Run Disney conversation. So I just just wondering, I think we talk about it pretty much every time, don't we? I think we've I think we've made it through without it. Like we've definitely mentioned like we did Halloween 365. I think we didn't talk about Run Disney there. That and yeah, we did real. talk about it in the D23 Expo episode. We that, did. I mean, of course. Just me, me and Patty. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it just kind of makes me laugh that like it all comes back to Ren Disney because it does. All yeah. Anywho, um, one exciting thing that we're going to start with is that Ren Disney did release their race calendar of dates for the 2023-2024 events. Two huge, disappointing, big things to note. One is that there are no registration dates given. It's just mark your calendars. These are the weekends that we are going to be holding these events. And if you are a regular Run Disney type person, it's the same weekends that we could have predicted for you. Um, The April weekend is the only one that can be changed around and does get changed around based on what's happening with Easter and spring breaks. And um, so that was the only one that I wasn't 100% sure it could be, but the other ones, no surprises. Mark your calendars, November 2 through 5, 2023 for Wine and Dine. Uh, January 3 through 7, 2024 for Marathon Weekend. Uh, Princess Half Marathon Weekend is going to be February 22 through 25, 2024. And then the Springtime Surprise is going to be April 18th to the 21st. And like I said, the first disappointment was we don't have registration dates. When we get those, we will absolutely pass that on to you along with all our tips to try to get you into some of these races. The second big disappointment, Jane, would you like to tell them? Listen, where are my damn Disneyland races? Where? (laughs) You said 2024. <laughs> now, listen, I know realistically they probably meant end of 2024. Um, and and that would be the following year's race season. So um, I understand why it's potentially not on their calendar. Um, mm. But I don't care. And I want what I want. So uh, we, we do want we want what you want too. Uh, I was give the people what they want. I was a little disappointed that we didn't get some. I mean, it would have broken the internet i'm not kidding Uh, from the run disney circles if we had gotten that information back so early uh so it was disappointing that it wasn't there but also as i said it's still early so we still have time for that excitement to come and you know we're gonna be here for it we're gonna be all over it we're gonna be dancing around our living rooms you're gonna really wish that this was a youtube channel when that happens because it's just gonna be ridiculous um or maybe you'll be very glad it's not a YouTube channel. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, or just follow me on Instagram because I'll just post 15 <laughs> seconds of what that looks like. Because <laughs> it'll be a lot. It'll it'll be a lot. We'll, we'll just we're just going to admit 
to that. Um, <laughs> so, but I also. I, I also just want to add that, like, I don't think they're going to drop Disneyland as, like, an infographic that says, here's a bunch of weekends. Like, it's going to be, like, a big deal. It, I was thinking the same thing. probably announce it one at a time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you know what? Please do. I want that joy to last as long as possible. Well, here's the thing. Like, I... I wish I was, as always, I wish I was in the room when they make these decisions because I can completely see them being like, all right, are we going to drop all of the races at once or are we going to kind of, you know, peter it out and give one at a time? Because if they do one race, everyone's going to be like, yes, yes, whoa, wait, where's this? Where's that? You know what I mean? Like, we want more. We're always going to want more. And cute, Disney is back there going, don't worry, babies, we got you. It's coming. Just give us another month. Like we're stretching this out. We're we're having some fun here, you know, right? So I could see the reasoning behind that, but I can also see the reasoning for them going, oh my gosh, just give it all to them so they won't <laughs> they won't hate on us. They won't tweet at us. They won't email us. They won't be mad at us. Just give them all the dates that we're planning to do, like all in one. Um, I don't think it's just so, going to be an infographic. I could see it being a video. I could definitely see it being on TikTok. You know, it's going to be something oh, yeah. more than just the infographic. You're right. But I'm curious to see like which side of the coin wins this discussion. Or if well, we, maybe we're only getting one. Maybe we're only getting one. Who knows? So because I know that they listen to this podcast <laughs> intent. Um, Hi, Farron. Right. Listen, for anybody who's new here to this podcast or doesn't understand, like that is like straight sarcasm. Like we joke all the time that Disney listens to our podcast, but like no one cares, right? Like literally no one is listening to this podcast except for like our, you know, few wonderful listeners that we run into here and there. But like, honestly, at Disney, no one cares about us. FYI. Um, But side note, you know, it'd be really great because it sort of would like hit all the things if they were like, we're going to kick off a week of heading into Disneyland, run Disney, whatever's. And then you announce them and drip them out throughout the week. So it's like, That's you still play. get that yeah. excitement, but you don't drag it out for months and months because I know then people get upset if they're like, I would have, I would have taken off vacation time for this race instead of Correct. that race. For, right. Correct. So, so um, best plan of attack, I think, is one week. You let us know it it's going to be one week. You like, us tell us know. ahead of time right. that guys, come back every day be. because this is yep. going to happen on our TikTok channel or whatever they're going to do. And 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 yeah, I totally agree with you. That is the play. That's the right way to do this. Uh, I know you're listening again, Ren Disney, because um, yeah. uh, you guys care so much about what we do. Uh, <laughs> but that we we suggest that, and we you know we freely offer that as a suggestion for you if you yes. have yes. already thought about it. Um, okay, so on to even closer future run Disney events. We got the wine and dine weekend coming up like right around the corner. And this is going to serve as our wine and dine prep episode. So we're going to just give you a little bit of information, some things that we know, um, point you towards some resources that are going to help you out. If you've never run a run Disney race before, if you've never run wine and dine before, if you have questions about the after party, if you're wondering about those after party tickets and where are they and what happens if I don't get, we got it all. We got it all covered. We're going to kind of run through this for you a little bit right now. First and foremost, uh, wine and dine, run Disney, wine and dine, released their event guide. And this is, I don't like this event guide. I don't like the way it's laid out. I really prefer the, 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 the way that they had it laid out before. Um, if you also feel that way, then please, please come to my version <laughs> of the event guide. Uh, I've gone through the official Run Disney announcements and I put together a post for every single race that comes out. And it's always called, you know, Run Disney Wine and Dine 2022, course maps, event guides, crowds, you know, something like that. So you can Google it. You can find it. Um, It's going to be done for every single race. And the reason I do this is, A, I don't love what Run Disney puts out. Like, just it doesn't work for me. I want it all on one page where I can scroll instead of having to click and pop open new tabs and try to go back and whatever. I just, I just don't feel like it's very user-friendly. Um, but secondly, my stuff lives forever where Ren Disney's goes away. Every time there's a new race, they update like the same information. And so 
if you're curious about what happened last year with transportation, or you're curious what happened with the course maps last year or how they look differently. Um, part of the reason I put these guides together is just, it's a kind of like historical document of what happened and what has changed over the years. And it's a really helpful, I find to like go back and compare things. Um, so for example, the course maps that have come out for wine and dine this year, if you go back and look at last year's, uh, they're not the same. They definitely have some changes um, that you may pick up on <laughs> and may or may not like. Um, it's There's really a lot of, I've seen a lot of discussion about it in various Facebook groups about why they like it or why they hate it, you know, why it's the worst or why it's better. Um, just one point to note, like with the 5K, um, last year, ladies, remember we like ran back behind scenes in Morocco and then came out by Ratatouille. Yes. Yes. We're not doing that this year. It's back to just the straight go all the way around um, the lake. And then you're going to um, go across the bridge and go backstage um, by where the Skyliner is. Um, we exit instead of exiting and going through uh, like where the seas with Nemo were and stuff, we're not even going over to that part of the park. We're going to the opposite side. So we're going to run by test track and run out between test track and um, mission space. And that makes uh, sense. And go out the, and exit out that way. So it's just very different in the sense that the only thing that I noticed that I didn't love is that picture that you could get. I still have not scored one, but some people score these gorgeous pictures doing the 5Ks where they're running out and you have Spaceship Earth like right behind you. We're not even running anywhere near Spaceship Earth on this course. So that's, it's, it's, I think we've seen this similar course before in the 5Ks back in the before times, but not exactly. So um, it's a little different. So it's a just, it's just a change. Um, still, you know, three point, whatever it is, <laughs> one miles, it'll be fine. Like, um, but just wanted to point out that all of the courses have some differences to them. So if you ran last year and you're expecting to do the same thing again, you may not. Um, I think the half has the biggest amount of changes and there's like this middle chunk of time where you are out on the freeways and stuff. It kind of, but, but there's a lot of early park time and then you end going through the park, um, going through Epcot. So I don't know, in my way of thinking, it's kind of nice because you get a lot of park time up front and then you can be like a serious runner for a little while. And then at the very end, you know, you get a little bit more park time again. Um, so something to look forward to in your 13.1 miles. Do you um, go through um, studios on that half course too? You do. And you actually go yeah. through like this. They, they kept the good part of the course where it looks like you actually go through Batu and through Toy Story Land. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So it looks like you're getting like all of studios and literally any place that you could run through um, through Epcot is, is pretty much covered as well. So I, I for, as far as park time is concerned, I think that it's great. I just know that uh, folks are uh, upset or saddened that they don't get Animal Kingdom like they once did before. Um, but I think your payoff is that you get to do like Batu and Toy Story, which nobody has done except for the springtime 10 miler. Like that's, that was the first course that we got to, to do that. So I don't know. I think that's kind of a, kind of a cool thing um, to get to run through someplace different, especially people who, have done these races so many times. Um, yeah, I'm like I'm not I'm not running wine and dine, but um, when I looked at that course, like I would be happy to trade off Animal Kingdom because Animal Kingdom has like very uneven terrain. It does. So although I know Batu has a little bit of that as well, but at mm -hmm. least it's like a shortened you know a shortened amount of time where like yes. the rest of the rest it's of um, the road is going to be pretty easy to run on. And Animal Ish. Kingdom is just so big. <laughs> so big. Um, I also so had a request uh, from listener, reader, Hope. Hope needs bathrooms on the course. Now that we have these new courses, she's like, tell me where the bathrooms are so that I can plan my avoid the porta potty stops. And I got that for you. So those will be linked in show notes. If you are looking for a wine and dine specific bathrooms on the course, um, I'm going to have them listed out. So you'll know 
have a heads up what to look for when you're running these races um, where you can make a stop and go to a real bathroom instead of a porta potty. You're welcome. This is what I do. <laughs> this is what I specialize in. It's where the bathrooms on the course. Um, as far as wine and dine, the the other big things, again, check the, the event guide and I'll link that in the show notes. But um, the other big things that I noticed um, that you might want to pay attention to, transportation, there is not, because this half marathon is starting at a different place than it had in previous years and the 10K as well, everything's um, being staged out of Epcot again. And they are not running the um, monorail uh, to the start at this uh, for the, for these races. So if you booked at a monorail resort thinking that that was going to be easy, well, it's not. You're going to have to take the bus or um, drive yourself, which or Uber. Which, by the way, those are also easy as long as you do it early. Like, just don't don't try to push the time. You really just um, you can't park at four thirty and think you're going to cruise over to the start line and start. It doesn't doesn't happen that way. The roads get, get backed up. They, they actually cut some roads off. I've seen people bail out of their cars and run two miles to the start. And I'm not exaggerating. So, uh, unless you want to do that, which I don't know if you do, <laughs> um, yeah, just don't, just don't just plan to, to be in the car and or on the bus at the earliest uh, possible time that you can get yourself going. Um, but you can still use Uber and Lyft uh, to get there and you can still park in the parking lot to get there until the parking lot fills up. I've seen the parking lots fill up too. So just keep that in mind. The Skyliner never runs for these races because the Skyliner drops you off like completely opposite from where the races happen. So if you thought you were going to be able to use Skyliner as an option, that's an out. That's not going to happen. It, it's not on any of these races on any race weekend. The Skyliner will not get you to any of these races. Now, in theory, you can take the Skyliner home if you completed the race, have a reservation for Epcot, and Epcot is open by the time you want to go home. You could check into Epcot and then get on the exit Epcot in the back and get on the Skyliner and get home. Honestly, just take those buses. They'll be a lot faster for you than doing all of that. Um, all right. Oh, and one other thing that I noticed on here, I, I changed it in my, on my site, but I don't know if it's a real change or if it's a, if it's a skippy change. Um, for those that don't know, there's a fake, intern out there that we all call Skippy, <laughs> uh, who helps run Disney. And so any mistake that we find, we always say, oh, Skippy's at it again. Well, I noticed, noticed that in the event guide, they're calling the starting corrals by letters again, uh, ABC, etc. I don't know if that's truly what they meant to do or if that's just an accident, but I went ahead and, you know, went with what uh, the official event guide says and changed it to letters versus numbers. So this is just to not confuse you. Your start group may be A, B, or C, where last year it was S1, S2, or S3. They're the same things. The, the letters, the numbers should be interchangeable. If they turn out to be S's, awesome. If they turn out to be letters, awesome. Like they make zero difference. Um, but just something I noted. So I don't know if that's a skippy thing or if that was intentional. They were like, yeah, we like ABC better. Go back to ABC. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> uh, one last thing I wanted to point out. Oh, and if you have any uh, extra questions about just run Disney in general and how to do these races, uh, I have links for you. They're going to be right here in show notes. So just scroll down, click away also come talk to us in the Facebook group. If you have any questions that either aren't covered or you just didn't see, um, or you just don't want to click on a blog post and you want to ask the question, um, come on into the group and, and ask us and we'll be happy to, you know, try to answer those for you. Um, club run Disney people. I've seen a lot of folks concerned that they have not received their welcome packets in the mail yet. Well, a couple of things. One, you still got some time. Uh, the race isn't for, I think, another week and a half, two weeks, something like that. So it, they, they could get to you. But also, if they don't get to you, you're still going to be okay. If you are one of the package levels that gets into Expo early, Club Run Disney will have a list. So you'll just have to find the line for the Club Run Disney folks, walk up to them and explain, like, I never got my packet, but I should be on your list. 
They'll look you up. They'll let you in. You'll still get to shop early. It'll be good. You'll be fine. Um, but I just wanted to address that because I know there was a lot of questions of uh, folks lately being concerned about that. Uh, the other thing that people ask a lot about with these races are how does photo pass work? How do I get my photo pass pictures? Do I need photo pass? Can I just download one picture? Um, the answer is like, yes, to all of that. <laughs> um, you can absolutely, if you are, uh, there for the race weekend and you're family has purchased memory maker as part of your package, then you will be able to get every single one of your race pictures downloaded. Um, what you'll do is after the race, you flip your bib over and on the back, there are instructions and there's numbers that you will need. You will use those numbers to link on the app or on the website, your race pictures, and then you'll be able to download them. If you you did not purchase Memory Maker. You can also get a one-day Memory Maker. So if you're only running the 10K and you don't want the whole weekend of race of, of pictures, but you know maybe you want just that one day of pictures, you can do that. I think it's $79 for that option. Um, you'll purchase it on the app and then you'll do the same thing. You'll link your race bib in there and then you should be able to get all of your pictures downloaded. If you just want to look at your pictures and maybe buy one, <laughs> you can do that too. Uh, again, link your bib. You will see a whole bunch of pictures with watermarks on them. And then you can go and you can purchase your individual picture as you so choose and have those downloaded. And I think they're like 14 to $18 a picture. They're somewhere in that range. Uh, so, you know, if it's just one photo that you want, then there you go. That's probably the best, uh, most cost-effective way to do it. Um, there's also a lot of folks that have annual passes that are usually happy, especially if they're raising funds for charities, uh, to get your, get, take a donation in order for them to go and like link up and download your pictures for them. It's legit. It's fine. It shouldn't be any kind of problem to do. So if you see somebody offering that and you would like to hop on that, um, go look in the Run Disney Run uh, marketplace. I think a lot of folks are like advertising kind of in there. Uh, you're also welcome to ask in our Facebook group because we don't mind that. Um, but I do know there's a lot of questions about photos. So hopefully that gives you like, the quick information. But as always, I got a link for you. I will add that in show notes um, that kind of explains how the photo passes work and what you need to know about these Run Disney races and pictures. Um, anything? Oh, yes. I answered my own question. I was going to say anything else about wine and dine specifically, we should cover Jane. And then I just answered it in my head when I said, yes, the after party. After party, I've seen a lot of people, again, being concerned about their after party tickets and that they haven't shown up. And what do I do? What do I do? Um, you're going to be okay. If you do not get your ticket in time, it's a hard ticket. If you are a half marathon or a challenge runner, you are being sent in a plain white envelope, a hard ticket, and you will need to bring that ticket in with you. In theory, you should be able to link this ticket to your My Disney experience. Um, so try that. That way you can just use your magic band to get in. You don't have to worry about bringing this extra card, that sort of thing. But if if for whatever reason it doesn't take or it won't go, just bring that card in and that will you'll have just scan it into the party that day and it'll be fine. Um, if you don't get that hard ticket runners, then there are runner relations. There's a... Um, and at the expo, there's actually going to be a ticket office booth kind of situation. That's where they're going to be able to help you find, replace your after party ticket that never showed up. So don't sweat it. Like Disney has this covered. Um, they know things happen. They know sometimes mail sucks. Um, they will get that taken care of you. If you are somebody who went through rundisney.com and purchased extra tickets, when you purchased those tickets, your ticket was emailed directly to you. You may have overlooked that. I know I did. <laughs> so I had to go back and look at that. Um, but it they will get emailed to you directly. And um, it, it says the same thing that you need to bring in this email. I tried to link 
the numbers into my My Disney experience and it just wouldn't take. So I'm expecting to have to pull up this email and show them the barcode to get scanned in. Uh, so keep that in mind. Either bring a hard, co- you know, print it out and bring it with you, take a screenshot or, or just have your email somewhere handy that you can pull up for anybody that purchased extra tickets. As of right now, there are no more after-party tickets for sale through Run Disney. They could be for sale at the expo, so keep that in mind. A lot of times uh, you will find that out, that you can buy extra after-party tickets at the expo. But there's also a lot of people who are runners who are like, I'm leaving as soon as the half is over. I am not going to be able to go to this party. I'm happy to sell my ticket to somebody or to even give them to somebody. Sometimes that happens. Um, So keep that in mind. And if you are looking for one of those after party tickets, again, uh, in our Facebook group, we actually have a thread going that a couple of people have mentioned that they're either looking or that they have some to buy or some to sell. So certainly feel free to come in and um, look for that. And and we'll be happy to try to make a love connection so that everybody can go to this party that wants to go to this party. Uh, okay. I think that's it from my end. Jane, do you have anything that you think people need to know about that I didn't touch on for Ren Disney? No, I think we're good. Okay. All right. Um, Again, as always, all the links in the show notes. So feel free to go in and find anything you need there. And if you come across something that does not answer your questions, please let us know in the Facebook group and I'll be happy to find that information for you or to um, answer it directly. Somebody will. We have a great, great, great community of Ren Disney folks who love to talk all about these races. Tired of stressing over hitting the refresh button on your dream Disney dining reservation 100 times a day? Mouse Dining removes that frustration of booking Disney dining reservations, alerting you when availability is spotted for your desired restaurant, date, meal, and time. Mouse Dining offers both monthly and annual subscriptions, making it perfect for your family and friends' vacations, annual passholder adventures, or travel agent services. Use code NOGUILT, N-O-G-U-I-L-T, at checkout for $5 off your monthly or annual subscriptions. Now listen, I've used Mouse Dining to great success over the years. It's simple, it's user-friendly, and most importantly, it's accurate. As long as you are able to jump right on and secure those hard-to-find resis when they alert you, you'll get a text, you'll get an email, it's awesome, you are golden. Again, you can use the code NOGUILT for $5 off your Mouse Dining subscription. What other news is there? I mean, I I feel like I'm already living in Run Disneyland, so that's where my focus is. But I'm sure you guys have some other things that we can talk about. We do. And I'm actually going to let Jane go first because there was a very exciting announcement um, with something that's returning soon. And I know we're all excited about it. Uh, and I think we should just kick off with the the thing that we are all really looking forward to coming up in a few weeks. Yeah. So um, they announced this past week that Fantasmic will be returning to Hollywood Studios on November 3rd which is super exciting. Um, There's been an update to the show, so it's going to have some new elements. And I'm just really, really excited about this. Um, I was never like, not like a big, big, big Fantasmic fan, but I do love that like at the end of my Hollywood Studios day, I used to go and sit down and watch Fantasmic. So I'm really excited that Fantasmic's going to be back and it's going to be Christmas in my favorite park. I'm excited that because I know we're all going to be in town uh, the week that it returns. So it's returning November 3rd. We will all be around. So in theory, we'll all get a chance to see it before we record next and we can talk about how much we love it. Uh, I'm very excited. I also saw that it the runtime is now 29 minutes and previously it was 26-ish. So we knew that there was going to be like new scenes coming, but not sure if it was just fully replacing other scenes or in addition, we still obviously don't fully know what it's going to be like, but it's now an extended experience. So more Fantasmic is also always a good thing. 
Well, they did announce a new song, right? A new. It's the, the show yourself from frozen two. Yeah. It's one of the songs and they, yeah, Moana is going to be part of it. So new characters will be involved. So, but it's, I'm excited to see how much has changed or how else they've enhanced it. Uh, and the dining packages are also coming back. So I saw that dining packages will return November 30th and you can start booking them on October 26th. So I can absolutely guarantee that the first few weeks lines are going to be extremely long. Get in line as early as possible if you want to see this in the first few weeks of its reopening. But if you have a trip coming up later in the year, uh, the dining packages will be back to alleviate some concerns that you may or may not get in. So keep an eye out for the dining packages. Well, what I'm most excited about with Fantasmic is that the line to ride Tower of Terror is going to be like wicked short while you guys are all sitting and watching the show. <clears throat> this does um, not surprise me whatsoever. I actually like Fantasmic, but as I mentioned before, uh, I like it better at Disneyland, except for the whole seating situation. Um, but uh, so I will go see this one, and I am definitely going to go see it this w- opening weekend, even if it's crazy long lines. I'm going to carve out one of my nights just to plop a squat and sit and plan to, to go see the show. So I do enjoy it, but also I it really enjoy the idea and I'm excited that some of these people eating shows <laughs> are coming back because that really does take some of the heat off of folks who, you know, like to ride rides instead. And so I'd like to get on Slinky Dog again without paying a, a genie plus, you know, fees um, or standing in line for an hour and a half without any shade in the sun. I still don't, I don't love the way <laughs> they did that over at, um, at a, Toy Story Land, there's just not enough, not enough shade, man. There's no, it's just, it's awful. But anyway, um, so I, that that I am looking forward to, but I do like this show and I'm excited to see what the changes are. I, I very, I felt uh, those were very promising um, options that they added to it. So I'm down for it. And speaking of things coming back related to people eating... Look at the segue you gave me, Patty. Uh, <laughs> we have some more more dining reopening. Uh, so we have on October 18th, Monsieur Paul reopened in Epcot. On November 1st, Kona Cafe is reopening. November 4th, Akershu is reopening. And on November 1st, Tusker House changes from the family-style dining that they're doing back to their full buffet experience that it was pre-COVID. Uh, so it's great that, again, more more dining options is always good. And so I believe now we're just down to four that have not reopened yet. And it's uh, the 1900 Park Fair and the Garden View Tea Room, both at Grand Floridian, Takumi Te at the Japan Pavilion in Epcot, and then Restaurant Marrakesh in the Morocco Pavilion. So I, I'm excited. I'll, I will be very excited when 1900 Park Fair does finally get its reopening date. And the fact that it hasn't, I'm a little concerned that it Same. hasn't yet. But I, that's, I think that's one of my favorite breakfasts at Walt Disney World. And that's one I will go out of my way to, to go to. So I'm fingers crossed that one will get an announcement about that in some form soon. But I know, I think Akershu with the princess character dining is one a lot of people had been looking for to come back. So November 4th, it's almost here. Yeah, I I wonder about 1900 Park Fair. Like, what, what are they doing there? Um, I'm, I'm guessing, and this, I'm Jane, I'm throwing this over to you. I'm guessing it probably has something to do with staffing and characters, that maybe that's why it's not coming back immediately, or maybe they're like going to retheme it too. I don't know, but I'm leaning more towards uh, the character situation. Yeah. Uh, you've got some I news about, true. yeah, you've got some news about the character situation, Jane. Yeah. So um, they did announce that they're going to cut some meet and greets um, due to characters. And I know like Patty and I had a conversation about this earlier this week, you know, it's been really hard getting the characters back into the park. And, and you know, obviously we all want everything to just go back to exactly where it was. Um, but there have been some staffing issues. And so because of that, if you can't really find 
the right people. And then you have parades and shows. And I know that they're prioritizing Fantasmic because it is a character heavy show. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, they have to cut out some of the day-to-day character experiences that we're getting. I personally don't think that this is going to be a permanent thing. I think this is just going to be a, hey, until we can get the right people in the right roles um, and keep that character integrity, particularly on face characters, it's very, very hard to make sure that you have the right characters that look like th- look like them. Um, so, Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely a challenge out there, and I do think that that's probably part part of it. I do think another part of it is, um, you know, they're still doing construction on the DVC, the second DVC building over there at Grand Floridian. So, um, you know, that does reduce the number of guests. And while we understand that, like, the restaurants aren't directly related to it, only the guests that are staying in that location, I do think they just have like a lot going on at Grand Floridian right now. Yeah, could be definitely could be. Uh, okay. Magic bands, magic band plus Disneyland. It is your time. My friends, you finally get some magic band options and listen, (laughs) I had to laugh because, um, at Disney world, obviously we have had magic bands for how many years? Like when did those come out? 90s? No, not, not 90s. It was no. 2013, 12, yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere along those lines, 2012, 13. So it just, it feels like a really long time. And so we're so used to like how they work and what to expect. Well, Disneyland, for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to, to bring the technology out there. They finally did. Um, but they're only the Magic Band Plus. You can't use the Disney World regular Magic Bands at Disneyland. However, you can use the same Magic Band Plus that you bought for Disney World. You can also use that at Disneyland. However, Jane, as stupid as I think these things are are right now from functionality standpoint, have you seen how cute the options are for Disneyland? <laughs> I did. I did. And they're super cute. Um, like, and you know me, I mean, I love to throw money at, uh, ridiculous Disney items that are not useful in the universe. I'm literally looking at you magic band scanner that turns on my coffee maker every morning, (laughs) but I should, um, I should, we should also add that. Did they get my mobile plus out there or mobile magic or mobile, whatever? Did we, did we talk about this? Mm, oh, okay. I need to take yeah. I need to take a look because what we have out here in Florida, we're able to use like our Apple Watch. So I upload, and I know it works for Google as well. I upload my Disney ticket directly to my wallet in my iPhone, and then I push it to my Apple Watch. So I never use a Magic Band because I only use my Apple Watch. Um, now I know that there is also an available option for Google Wallet. So if you don't have an iPhone and you are on um, I definitely know it's Samsung. I don't know what other phones work with Google, but if you have like a Google phone or whatever, you're able to do the same thing out here. So I think that if you're not interested in Magic Band Plus, but you are out in Disneyland, you might want to look into seeing whether or not they have this option out there because it's great. It's super convenient. I love it. They do. Um, well, there you go. I just Googled it. Look at that no guilt blog. I'm, I'm right on top of it. I'm right on top of it, Rose. Uh, right I, it, Rose. I just I just Googled it and it says Disneyland. Um, well, you know, I don't know. I can't. I'm reading it and it's really not clear. It just says Disney, Disney, when you go to Disney parks. So I'm guessing they're like lumping in. Um, Disneyland as well, but I uh, honestly, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So we'll have to do some research on this and we'll, we'll get back to you as a confirmation because when you were, when we were there, Jane, you were not using your, um, Apple watch to get in, right? No, it's never been an option before. Okay. Um, but it also only became an option here in Florida in the last, year. So that's why I say if they're going to Magic Band Plus, I do, I tend to believe it's probably an option, but like we will take a look at it and and check. Yeah, we'll confirm Um, it. 
but you'll still be able to use your phone, which is what we did in September. So like the the normal way where you pull up your phone and your tickets are on it and you're able to scan in, that will still work because I also still use that here in Florida and that um, that works with Magic Band Plus as well. Yeah, yeah. So you can um, use the Magic Band Pluses now out at Disneyland and somebody had asked like, do I need it? My answer is no. No. As long as you are fine with tapping in and getting your card out when you need it or just using your phone. Um, as long as you do that, then you don't need it because the, the functionality that is on the Magic Bands at this point in time, I just don't think they're, it's anything so swoopy or exciting that you must do. And that being said, I'm not a game player, and I do know there's a game you can play in Batu um, where you can do bounty hunting. I, I personally am not interested in that, so that's why I'm saying like you don't need it. But if that's something your family would totally get a kick out of or think it was really great, then that might be enough for you. Um, they have that at Disney World as well as Disneyland with the Magic Band Plus. So keep that in mind. Is that that's kind of the the only like bigger thing that I personally could see making a difference for you. Um, You may also just want the Magic Band Plus because it's just so much faster to scan in than to try to use your phone in certain situations. So that's another thing. The only other thing I want to ask about, and this is just putting it out to the community. So if somebody has been to Disneyland in the past week with a Magic Band Plus can you tell me what is happening with your Magic Band Plus in Avengers Campus? Because on the official Disneyland announcement, it mentions specifically that you'll have special experience in Avengers Campus. They don't tell us what that is. I don't know if it just like lights up when you walk into campus. I don't know if it, you know, adds a song to, you know, I don't know what it does or if there's going to be something coming similar to what they're doing in Batu. But as of this morning, I went and looked and the announcement says like, don't forget, you know, something special happens when you go to Avengers Campus. I don't know what that is because I'm all about the Marvel stuff, by the way. Super cute Marvel Magic Band Pluses as well. So again, if that's your thing, <laughs> you may want to throw some more money at the mouse and go buy one of those. Um, yeah, guys, I'll be right back. I'm headed to the airport to go to Avengers Campus. Thank you. I needed somebody to just go do that for me. So <laughs> bye, Jane. We'll talk to you later. Um, Hi, guys. <laughs> um, but I, I really am curious, like, you know, is that something that's coming or is that something they didn't mean to put? I don't know what they're doing, but I haven't, I Googled a little bit and I didn't see it coming up on any of the blogs. Um, I don't watch a lot of YouTube videos. So if somebody has seen one and they want to point me in that direction, that's great. Um, please just let me know. Uh, I'm very curious to know what that might be. Since we're talking about Avengers Campus, we can stay there for a moment for anybody who is going to be going within the next few weeks. They did announce that with the movie debut for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, there is going to be some special things happening starting November 11th. So M'Baku is going to be making his debut and there's going to be, I guess what sounds like a little mini show called The Way of the Jabari. So I'm assuming it'll be something that happens occasionally throughout the day. I didn't see a lot of details on it, Uh, but there's also going to be in the Hollywood backlot, they're going to be introducing the flavors of Wakanda marketplace. And there's also going to be near, near where they're, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout experience, trying not to call it Tower of Terror. Over there, there's going to be a Black Panther celebration garden honoring the legacy of Black Panther in Wakandan lore. So uh, this is just me putting it out there. I love generally how, especially for, for Marvel, whenever there's something new Marvel debuting, they go all out around Avengers Campus with adding either new experiences or characters. I saw they did something recently with Werewolf by Night. I, I know it's all part of like that marketing budget. It, it makes me a little jealous that I don't get out there more frequently. So I'm, I don't think this is going to be a huge, huge, like don't expect, you know, big festival type of, you know, atmosphere or environment. But I love how they always try to work in just something to make the experience different for people who do get to visit frequently or just kind of liven up what you can see and do there. Because we've talked about how Avengers Campus feels a little small 
Um, but I like that they they try to work in something different there to kind of tie into whatever is happening with the MCU. I love it. And I wish they were doing the same thing with Batu. And it's like they've they kind of tried by like adding a couple of characters, but you just don't see anything about them. They're not I don't know. They're just not making uh, but two. I just want them to redo all of it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, again, because I know they're listening. Wink, wink. Uh, Josh, feel free to just scrap the Batu storyline. We're good with that. And like, just throw us some Luke and Leia out there every now and then. That'd be great. I love how they tie, uh, particularly the big movies to Avengers Campus. I think that was just from the get-go, something that Disneyland has done really well and has been able to pull off and make smart moves. And in case you don't know, they can't do the same things at Disney World with Marvel that they can do in Disneyland. It has something to do with the character rights between Universal Orlando and Disney. And so it's a whole thing. I don't know all the details and all the drama, but I know there's just some things we will never get at Walt Disney World. And unfortunately, Avengers Campus is one of them um, <laughs> for this purpose. Um, all right. But anything else in Disneyland that we should? Oh, yes, we should. So, yeah, I was going to add, <laughs> um, this is actually Disneyland and Disney World. Um, so the price of Genie Plus has changed. Mm-hmm. And so the biggest change we would say is in Disneyland, the price has gone from $20 to a minimum of $25. Um, in Florida at Walt Disney World, the minimum is still at $15. But the reason that I keep saying minimum is because now it is based on demand. So any day can be whatever price above $15 or above in Florida, $25 or above in California. And we saw it get as high as $30 the other day in Disneyland, which is like, oh, it's only $5 more than 25. Yeah. But like now we're talking $30 a day. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And I did just look on the app now and um, Florida here today was $18 for Genie. So we are recording on a Sunday and it is in October, and yes, it is eighteen dollars. So that cost has gone up over overall. And now, also, please keep in mind that like Disneyland does include your photos on like Photo Pass when you buy Genie Plus, um, where Disney World does not. So Disney World is just traditional Genie Plus, where you could book your rides, you know, throughout the day. It does not include the ones that are the extra paid Lightning Lanes. Um, that is the Florida version. Disneyland has that option. Plus it includes their photo pass. Yeah. $30 a day is steep. If you're talking like a family of five or six, like mine. So yikes. Uh, but I do appreciate that at least you get your photos over there. So I do. And I mean, like we did when we went in September, you know, we didn't do Genie Plus while we were there unless we were purchasing photos. Mm -hmm. And that made sense for us. So, um, you know, one of the things that that I do whenever anybody goes to Disneyland and, and they talk about photos, it doesn't always make sense for you to have the week long photo pass. So they do a week long photo pass, which I think is $79, or at least it was over the summer. Um, or you could purchase Genie Plus. So like when Patty and I went, we weren't going enough days to make the $79 work, but we purchased one Genie Plus, you know, on the two days that we took pictures in the parks. And that was like more cost efficient for us. So yeah, we, we, yeah it, and it just made sense. Only one of us would purchase it. Only one of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So because we were like, oh, we don't need it. We don't care. We're here. We did rope drop. You know, there were a lot of ways that we went around it not needing Genie Plus, mm -hmm. which I thought was great. Um, but definitely if you just are, you know, if you want photos, then that's exactly what we did. We were like, oh, okay, we're going to take photos today. Then we'll pick up a pick up a genie plus. So yep, 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 yep. But just be aware that if you've been recently, things definitely have changed. The prices have gone up. Um, so yeah, joy, joy, as always. 
Um, I also noted, Jane, I don't even know if you saw this. DVC members can get a Halloween meet and greet over at the boardwalk. If you I did. Ha- okay. If you have reservations, you have to be, you know, a DVC member with reservations uh, to be able to go and do this. And do you have reservations coming up? I don't. My my next oh. reservation is for uh, is in November and it is for the holidays. So okay, I okay. won't be able to attend this. I did see some awesome photos with Oogie Boogie and the hag. magician Goofy. Yep. The hag was there. So, I mean, it definitely looks like a super, super fun event if you're a DVC member and you're coming. I would definitely go check it out. In fact, I just reminded me I have some friends that are coming that I know are DVC. I'm going to remind them to go do this because it looked like a really awesome um, little members perk that they get. And they handed out like popcorn buckets, um, DVC popcorn buckets. You know, DVC people, we love our swag. So lots of free (laughs) swag over there if you're a DVC member. Definitely go check it out. Um, It looks like it's just obviously until uh, Halloween is over. So there's a limited time on this event, but if you happen to be listening and going in the next week or so, which, holy cow, a lot of you are there. There's a lot of people at Disney World right now and that will be going in the next week. Um, good luck with that, folks. <laughs> Have fun. Um, there's just, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people right now. Um, I will be curious to see what happens for the Wine and Dine week and weekend because uh, Jersey Week is apparently the week after Wine and Dine, before Jersey Week was the week of Wine and Dine. But this year it's about, it's been pushed back a week later for whatever reason up there, up north. And uh, so I will be curious to see how that affects parks and such um, after the race, because normally those folks were all leaving as the races ended. And so if you were staying afterwards, you you actually had some breathing room and it was kind of a nice time to go. Um, and I'm not so sure we're going to get that breathing room that we went, uh, we're getting after the wine and dine, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Teresa, yes. do you want to talk about the excitement that happened at Epcot this week? You know, I'm just going to put this out there that I was home this week. I just want to put the, make sure everybody's aware. It that wasn't you. It wasn't me. <laughs> I was home. So, and I think it's one of those things that people had fun with it on social media. So I'll say it's, it's there were a lot of memes and jokes about this, but in, in actuality, it was a minor thing. But there was a little mishap in Epcot with one of the harmonious fireworks barges that caught on fire after one of the shows. And again, I was home. So just making that clear. <laughs> but the the memes were great. I can't lie. They were, I did participate a little bit with my <laughs> harmonious under new management, doing a throwback to when the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management also caught on fire. And that was really what led into the return of the traditional Enchanted Tiki Room, which I appreciated. <laughs> so, you know, I think we, we all know Harmonious. It's time. It's time is coming to an end within the next few months. We don't exactly know when it's going to be transitioning to Epcot forever yet. But we do know that it's limited time magic now. Big questions <laughs> about what is going to happen with the barges. And this was not one of the space tacos. This was not one of the big things. It was literally just one of the little platforms that fireworks are coming off of. But I I do feel that it's not an unpopular opinion to say that many of us would appreciate the views of Epcot to be what they were without these, these barges during the day. So... Maybe if, if if the fire spreads a little bit, you know, maybe it has to be put out of commission. I feel like people might be okay with that. But again, it was go go check social media for the memes after this happened because they were delightful. I stand by the fact that I still think this was a failed attempt at collecting insurance money because <laughs> they knew they were going to have to get rid of those barges in order to keep us happy. Um, so, like, why not set them on fire and recover that money? And if you don't think that Bob Chapik thought that at some point, then you do not know Bob Chapik. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, if they were not listening to us before, they are definitely not listening to us now. <laughs> or maybe saying. they are. <laughs> Follow me for more business tips if you would like to go to jail. <laughs> But also, um, I I did hear you mention, Teresa, and I know how much you love, you know, um, Illuminations and anything that's old school Epcot. And I honestly don't even know how common knowledge this was. I happened to be in Epcot um, a couple weeks ago and on a Saturday night during Wine and Dine meeting a friend who I let her know exactly how loved she was because you made me do that as a local. And... As I was walking out of the park, there is an Illuminations show on the Spaceship Earth with the, you know, the dazzling blinky lighty things, technical term, and they dance to the old Illuminations music. And I got so excited. Yeah, so that's part of the um, the beacons of beacons of light, beacons of magic. I apologize, I can't remember what they're actually calling it. But so they, that's something for and on Spaceship Earth. They've they've changed what the songs are. So I remember during Festival of the Arts, it was Rainbow Connection for a while, which was amazing. Yes, and so October first was the 40th anniversary of Epcot, and so on October first they changed it over to, and it's not just um, Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. It's actually a a big medley of Epcot music from attractions and shows over the years. Uh, I know they are doing it through October. I arrive on November 1st. So I'm crossing my fingers that maybe it extends a little bit, but I, I remember hearing this. It's at least running through October. So if you haven't had a chance to see it yet and you're local, you'll be visiting within the next few days. Go check that out and cross your fingers with me that they're still doing it by the time I get there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, luck. I, have to, I might actually have to pick up an Epcot pass this week just to pop in to see it because like it, I, it just I was like oh my god I we saw it probably like the last 35 seconds of it is all I saw um and I was like oh my gosh I was like this is so it's so pretty I love any of the shows that they do Rainbow Connection was amazing um so I imagine that it's wonderful with all the old Epcot music. I just want to point out here, Jane just like gave this glowing. She's going to purposely go to Epcot. On a weeknight though. On a, I know, but you're going to Epcot. Like that's, I, that's growth. I feel like there's, it's, it's going to get you back. Lines, baby. <laughs> this is true. You know what? You're right. You're also going to throw your 15 or $20 and get your uh, cosmic rewind and go. Uh, you're right. I, I see. You I know, see. I have, um, I'm going to derail this podcast for five minutes. I have a theory that Disney knows that I can't get September on cosmic rewind and so they will continue <laughs> to not give me September on Cosmic Rewind because they know that I will continue to throw money at them on Cosmic Rewind. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm going to laugh so hard because I'm going to be riding Cosmic Rewind for the first time soon. If I oh, get that song get it. on the you're first time, I am it. going to laugh for days. Oh, I, I had a friend, uh, Mike, who doesn't listen, but should, and um, so I'll shame him. So <laughs> Mike, my friend Mike came down here and it was like the very first weekend it opened and he only had one day in Epcot that that the ride was open and we got virtual queue and he and paid for the individual lightning lane. So they got him and his family got to ride twice in one day and they got September twice. And I have ridden this ride Good Lord, probably 15 or 20 times at this point, And it is the only song I cannot get. Um, I do have a tremendous amount of joy, though, that everyone knows that this is one of my favorite songs of all time. And so every time other people get it, they're all like, oh, my God, Jane's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I mean, like my best friend, Megan, she got September last month when she went on with her sister for the very first time. And they yelled, oh, my God, Jane's going to die. And then when she posted about it in October, I was like, ma'am, September is over. We're going to stop talking about this. <laughs> It's it's crazy that you can't get it. I don't know why this keeps happening to you. Um, but also, 
you know what? It's a good ride with or without September. <laughs> it is. It is. It's it's an incredible ride. And pretty soon we should start hearing about when the holiday version's coming. You know, I will have to throw this out into the atmosphere that if they want to go ahead and swap over to the holiday version, say on you know, Monday, November 7th, that would be okay with me because I'll be there. (laughs) Um, I would love a chance to get that experience. But officially, all of the Disney World holiday season stuff doesn't kick off until I think the 11th, uh, which is the Friday, November 11th. So Mm -hmm. there's a chance I may not get it. But like Teresa, you know what, if everybody can just like put the power of good thoughts out there that they might decide to pop that on early, that that would be okay with all of us. Um, I would do it. And and the way I read it, it kind of made it sound like it was going to be the same song. Like there's not going to be multiple songs. No, it's a medley of holiday. Yes. But I mean, you're not going to get a different yeah. song every time you get on there. You're going to get that same medley every Correct. time. So, you you know, anyway. Which is way better, right? Because yeah. now they don't have to put up with me and I'm still going to give you money. <laughs> that's right. We still are. Uh, right? like, <laughs> that's the whole – I'm still going to be there giving you the 15 or $20 or whatever it is every Absolutely. single time. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll see how that all turns out. Um, I think that wraps up our new segment. Yes. Yes, I feel good. Okay. All right. Oh, I forget because we haven't podcasted in so long that I have a whole thing that I have to do. Hey, if you have questions about Epcot or Cosmic Rewind, maybe perhaps Run Disney, why don't you come join us in our Facebook group? It's No Guilt Disney on Facebook. We chat there. We post things. Everyone's really pretty awesome. And we love it that way. So come join us. Or if you have questions, you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And join us each week on the No Guilt Disney Podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl burning Epcot barges alone. I didn't do it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye, y'all.